We're not beggars. We have everything. And when you know what you have, why are you sitting down on what you have and pleading with God? You don't have to plead with him no more. Because his goodness is following you. His mercy is following you. His grace is with you. God said, I have given you all of me. And you begging me for something that I have already released to you. And you act like you don't even have it. So, Father, right now in the name of Jesus, as this word go forth, God, I thank you that this word go forth in demonstration and it go forth in power. I thank you that your people hearts are open and receptive. Give them itching ears, God, to hear what the spirit has to say unto the church. And I thank you, God, it's not about me. God, it's all about you. God, you get all the glory. You get all the honor. God, you get all the praise today. God, I thank you that I have been crucified. I know that I've been crucified with Christ. And it's no longer I who live, but it is Christ that lives on the inside of me. So I thank you, Father God, that I am a new creation in Christ Jesus. And I thank you that old things have passed away. And behold, all things have become new. Now, Father, as I open my mouth, I thank you that you speak through me. You speak for me, God. I thank you for my helper, my teacher, which is the Holy Spirit. I cannot do anything without him. So, Holy Spirit, you are truly welcome in Jesus' name. And I come against that spirit of witchcraft right now in the name of Jesus. I curse it at the root in Jesus' name. Every word that was sent out against Miracle Temple Deliverance Ministry, which is not the word of God, the word of life. I bind right now in the name of Jesus. And Father, I thank you and I praise you right now for the blood of Jesus that covers us in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Come on, open your Bibles to Romans, the eighth chapter. Romans, the eighth chapter, and we're going to look at verse 14. Romans, the eighth chapter, verse 14. And the word of God reads, I'll give you a chance to flip over there. Amen. We know that faith come by hearing and hearing come by the word of God. The word of God reads, for as many as are led by the spirit of God, they are the sons of God. I'm going to read it again. For as many as are led by the spirit of God. They are the sons of God. You may be seated. I want to talk about being led by the spirit. Being led by the spirit. Um, Last week I was talking about the kingdom. And I'm going to incorporate being led by the spirit dealing with the kingdom. When it says that for as many that are led by the spirit of God, they are sons of God. First of all, when you got born again and you accepted it. The price that Jesus paid for your sins. Jesus laid down his life for us because we couldn't do it on our, on our own. He paid the price of redemption. Meaning that the wages of sin was death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ. So Jesus paid the price which represented death on our behalf. So once we believed in what Jesus done. 
his death, his burial, and his resurrection. When Jesus died, he was buried, but he rose again. And when you believe in his resurrection, believing on him and not on something you had to do to get what he has already done, then you are saved. You are born again. But once you are born again, you are entering into the kingdom of God. You will be able to see his kingdom. You will be able to understand and perceive his kingdom. And you can enter that kingdom. And now that you have entered that kingdom, you are children of God, according to John, the first chapter. Children meaning sons, meaning daughters. And being that we're sons and we're daughters, we have an inheritance. And because we are heirs of God through Jesus Christ, but we are joint heir because of Jesus Christ, because of our big brother. I want y'all to understand that being that your sons and daughters, you are an heir. You have an inheritance. That means that everything that Jesus has belonged to you. And the Bible says that Jesus owns everything. So everything that Jesus have, you have it. Jesus have eternal life. You got eternal life. Jesus have prosperity, provision. You have prosperity and provision. Jesus have healing. You have healing. Jesus have peace, love, joy, meekness, faithfulness. Everything that Jesus have, you have it because you are a joint heir to Jesus Christ. You partake of what Jesus have. It is yours. You don't have to work for it because Jesus died to leave you this inheritance. If he had not died, you would not get this inheritance. He died so you can live. That life that God wants you to live, which is eternal life, meaning that you are ambassadors Of this kingdom, meaning that you are representing the kingdom of God here on earth. You're representing the government of God here on earth. You're bringing his way of doing things to the earth. This is why you have to realize it's no longer I who live, but it's Christ who lives on the inside of me. My life has been crucified because of Christ. So now that you are part of this kingdom, you are an ambassador. You're going before people and you're representing the kingdom of God. You're bringing God's way of doing things here to the earth to let people know you don't have to live the life that you're living because we are bringing you kingdom living. And it says that it gives God, it pleases God to give us the kingdom. God wants us to have this kingdom. Because he know everything we need is in this in his kingdom. We were talking Tuesday night, um, dealing with the kingdom and going back to Genesis and how God set up his kingdom on earth. That's how God meant for it to be, the way it was with Adam and Eve. But we know sin came in because they disobeyed God. Adam, he disobeyed what God told him to do. So they had to leave out of this kingdom. The kingdom that they were in, they didn't have to work for anything. God set it up the way he needed for it to be set up. But when they got thrown out of this kingdom, God said, I can't let you stay in this kingdom full of sin because you will live like that forever because you will be eaten from the tree of life. So guess what? When he took them out of the kingdom, they had to go into a land that they had to work with thorns. That place was not like the kingdom. He said, now you got to work for everything. 
that that belongs to you. I have given you everything, but that wasn't good enough because you thought you needed more and you had everything you need. The enemy want us to think that the kingdom of darkness have more than the kingdom of light. He want us to think that he can give us more than God. But that's a lie. So when you know the kingdom that you belong to, you want to get to know that kingdom. It reminds me of Annie. Y'all remember the uh, TV series dealing with Annie? She was a little orphan girl, and she stayed in an orphanage, and they done her wrong, and she was poor, and she was out. She was mischievous, doing different things, and the lady was against Annie because of how Annie was. But then one day, this rich man came in, and he wanted to adopt Annie. So when he adopted Annie, he moved her into his mansion. And Annie had everything that she needed. She didn't have it where she was, so she had to get um, used to her new life that she was entering into. And even getting used to that new life, she was willing to help others. Y'all hear what I'm saying? When you get the new life in Christ, you don't want nobody to live the way you used to live. You don't want nobody to be in the same predicament that you were in. You don't want nobody to be sick because you know there's healing in the kingdom that you're in. You don't want nobody to be depressed because you know there's joy in the kingdom that you're in. When you get to know what your kingdom have, you want to give your kingdom to somebody else. But evidently, we don't know that we're kingdom citizens. We are citizens of this kingdom. Meaning that we have to go by, we know our rights of this kingdom and being citizens, we have rights and we're protected by this kingdom. Meaning that God sends angels with us everywhere we go. When we're ambassadors and we're delivering his messages, we have angels right here for our protection. That's why Jesus said when they came to capture him, don't you know I can call on a legion of angels? He let them know, you don't even know who I am. He said, but I got to lay down my life. He could have called on his protection. But what? where's our angels? They sitting here ready to go to work and we complaining. He's, the angels say, I can't go out on your complaints. They said, the only thing I hearken to is the voice of God. He said, I don't hear his word coming from you. I hear mumbling and complaining. I can't move on mumbling and complaining. I'm your ministering angel sent from God. But I can't move. God is sending your angels is on vacation. Because you're complaining and they're just sitting there. So when you know what you have with the kingdom, when something pop up in your life, we shouldn't get startled, but we do. And that's why I'm going to this part. We have the Holy Spirit. Understand that when Jesus walked the earth, Jesus said, repent because the kingdom of God has come. The kingdom of God is in the midst of you. I want you to have a change of heart. I want your mind to be changed. I want your mind to be transformed to have a kingdom mindset. The only way your mind can be changed is through the word of God. And if you're not getting into the word and allowing the word to get into you, you're thinking just like the world. He said, you're in this world. But you're not of this world, so you don't do what the world does. The world should see me and not you. And when the world see that you're different, they're going to know your kingdom is not of this world. Y'all don't get it. We have the 
different people coming from different places. Islam. Coming to be a part of where we are. Bringing their culture to us where we are. Teaching people their ways. They're bringing their kingdom here. Chinese people come from over there and they build restaurants over here and they bring their cultures over here and they bring Buddha over here and they worship Buddha because they're teaching you their way of doing things. But we act like that we have not come from the kingdom of God. Like we're not citizens of God. We're helping them fulfill what they want to fulfill. Instead of fulfilling what God has given us to fulfill. Y'all have a commission. And if you don't know that you're a kingdom, you're going to bow down to other gods. You're going to do what they tell you to do. Come on, don't you see? The people that have come over here and, and you know, they dress in different. They boss you around. They come to your house and command what you got from you. They stay in your house like they own your house. Y'all don't know? They got stores on every corner that we buying into. And we asking them for something. That's what they want. They want you to bow down. Think about it. Stores on every corner. Taking kingdom money. And using it for their God. They're following their cultures and their rules. I remember it was a little boy. He stayed beside us. He would come to the house all the time. And we would be eating dinner. And we say, you want to eat with us? No, I cannot eat because from 6 o'clock in the morning, no, from when the sun rise until 6 o'clock late that evening, this little boy was about 4 years old. said, I can't eat nothing. They raised him up in that culture to do like their culture would do, to represent their God. So when you see them coming, you know where they're coming from. Even though they're here in the United States, you knew who they were because they represented that kingdom well. And they weren't ashamed to stand up in our sanctuaries and worship Allah. And give him glory with people on the pulpit not saying not one word, shutting them down. Happening right in the churches. Because nobody want to stand up for God's kingdom. We just say, don't say nothing. No, that's when you're supposed to rise up and say, you're not going to do my God any kind of way. Why do you think um, Peter and John was in prison? Because they were out declaring in Jesus' name the kingdom. They said, I don't want you to talk about this name. I don't want you to preach in this name. So they locked them up. But guess what? They knew they had protection in the kingdom. The angel unlocked the door and told them, now I want you to go out there and I still want you to preach kingdom. And they didn't even know they had got out of the prison. Y'all, do y'all think those are fairy tales in the Bible? Do you think you read fairy tales in the Bible? This is here and now. Because when you stand up for the word of God, God is your protector. Daniel, he was in Babylon. He was in the world, but he knew he was not of the world. So he knew he wasn't going to do what the world does. 
But you know how they did? They handpicked Daniel and them. They said, I wanted the ones that are from Israel. I want the wisest ones. I want the ones that are well in learning. And I want you to bring them in Babylon. So guess what they did? They bought him in Babylon. And he said, you know what? I want them well trained. Dealing with our culture. I want them to only eat like we eat. Daniel put up a stop sign. Because Daniel knew that ain't the way I eat from my kingdom. And I ain't eating like that way in your kingdom. So what Daniel began to do is he went to the, the man that the king told him to do this. And he said, let us eat this way, vegetables, no meat, none of the things that you eat, and we're going to look better than your people. So guess what? God gave him favor. And the king chose Daniel now. God kingdom rules over all. So then Daniel, he began to give God glory for that. But guess what? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they wouldn't bow down to those gods. Because the only God they worship is the king of kings and the lord of lords. So guess what? They went in the lion den, did they not? But God was protecting them. They come out not smelling like smoke. Who kingdom rule over all? Don't think you're not going to go through anything. But that's when the kingdom shows up and shows out. Even in the midst of you going through, the kingdom is going to show up and he's going to show out to let them know I'm God. I rule over all. Even Daniel, because they wanted him to pray to their king. Daniel refused to pray to their king. They put him in the lion's den. But Daniel knew God's kingdom rules over all. He's my protector. They came in and shut the lion's mouth. Daniel come out not even smelling like smoke. And both of these instances, the king was letting them know that Daniel's God is higher. That's what we're supposed to be doing because God's kingdom rules over all. But how do we do all this? How do we manifest God's kingdom here on earth? We can't do it in our own power. We cannot do it in our own strength, y'all. This is why you need the Holy Spirit. He's your helper. He's the one that leads you and guides you into all truth. So we have to call on our helper because Jesus told his disciples, I'm going to be with the father. But I'm not going to leave you as orphans. I'm not going to leave you alone. I'm going to give you a helper down here on earth. He's going to represent me. Everything you need, call on him. He's there to help you. He's there to lead you and guide you into all truth. He's there to comfort you. He's there to reveal unto you. He's there to bring back to your remembrance what I have said unto you. He only testifies of me. You're going to have a helper. You're going to have a comforter. His name is Holy Spirit. So if you don't call on the Holy Spirit, you're saying you can do it yourself. Jesus, even before his ministry began to bring forth the kingdom, Jesus knew he needed the Holy Spirit. He needed the spirit of God in order to manifest the kingdom here on earth. So Jesus, when he went up under that water, that was the baptism. But when he come up, it said a dove descended upon him. That was the power of God. And God began to uh, speak that this was his son. You're his son. I'm his daughter. We're part of the kingdom. We're citizens of the kingdom. We have an inheritance. We own everything that Jesus owned. So why don't you want to use it? 
because we don't know what we have. That's why the Bible said, I'm your present help in your time of trouble. Call on the Holy Spirit in your time of trouble. He have the answers. Why? Because he go to Jesus. Jesus tell him what to tell us because Jesus is before the father. He's bringing down from the father what to give to us through your help of the Holy Spirit. And if you're not using the Holy Spirit, it's because you think you got it covered. The Bible says for as many that are led by the Spirit of God, they are sons of God. And if you're sons and daughters, you're supposed to be led by the Holy Spirit. You don't supposed to be led on your own. You have somebody to help you when you come up on problems. You're supposed to stop and say, Holy Spirit, lead me. Guide me. Show me which way to go. I don't know. And the Bible says we can quench the Holy Spirit. Quenching him means we're not allowing him to do what Jesus sent him to do. We can grieve the Holy Spirit. Grieving the Holy Spirit means that when we live a sinful life, he have emotions. He's so grieved because you're unforgiving. Because you're gossipers. He's on the inside of you being grieved because you're living a sinful life and you're representing the kingdom. And he said, I can't move on that. You're quenching my power through your way that you're living and the way that you're acting. I can't bring forth kingdom. When you know what the word is saying. Then you can live like the word is saying. And guess what the Holy Spirit will do? He'll back off you. Because when the Bible said do not fornicate. And you keep fornicating. And it keeps feeling so good. And you don't have a problem with it. It's because the Holy Spirit left you to yourself. And the only way that he'll tap back in. He ain't going nowhere. But he said you're quenching me. You're grieving me. I can't even help you because you don't want my help because you want to live this way of life. But the moment you say, Father, you made a way for me. What I'm doing, I shouldn't be doing. Forgive me. All of a sudden, you can feel some life in your belly again. Because the Holy Spirit brings life. Go back to the Garden of Eden. When God created the heavens and the earth, he couldn't do it without the Holy Spirit, without the power of God being present. When he spoke, the Holy Spirit released the life to the dead situation. He released the power of God. When he created man from the dust, he had to breathe life into that body for the man to become a living soul. Without the life of God, without the power of God, there wouldn't be no man. But God needed man here on earth. So Jesus recognized in order for me to stay down here on earth, I need the power of God. I need the Holy Spirit. That's why when you are born again, the Holy Spirit is a part of you being born again. He baptizes you into the body of Christ. He identifies you as being part of the kingdom of God. Meaning that you're sealed until the day of redemption. So when you know these things, you don't want to go out and live any kind of way. Even when your thoughts are wrong, the Holy Spirit will kick in with a scripture. Be not conformed to this world. 
But be ye transformed. He'll let you know. Renew your mind. According to scripture. Then you will be able to prove what the good and acceptable will of God is. You cannot go on your emotions, people. Emotions make you feel good. But that don't mean it's God. God is not about no feeling. So just because it feel good and it look good don't mean it's God because the enemy will use stuff to make you think it's okay until you dive into it and then it's too late. That's why you got to know good, what good really is. God's good is pure. God's good don't add no struggle, no sorrow. So you can't do it within yourself. You have to do it with the help of the Holy Spirit. And if you're born again, you have the Holy Spirit. He's indwelling you, but that's not the only part of the Holy Spirit God wants you to have. The indwelling identifies you as being a part of God, as being sons and daughters. But God said in order for you to be an effectual witness, to carry this kingdom, to manifest this kingdom, you need power from on high. That's why they went to the upper room and they waited to be endued with this power. He said, because if you don't get this power, you can't go out and be my effectual witness. You can't manifest the kingdom. So you got to be endued with power. And some people don't even want you to talk about being endued with power. They say the apostles passed away. The power of God left the church. See, that's ignorance. Because people want to rule God's house. People want to rule God's kingdom. This is why the Tower of Babel, they were building that tower to reach to heaven. They knew they couldn't get to heaven, but they want to rule and reign. They want to be exalted. And God said, come on, we got to come down there. He said, if we don't come down to everything that they imagine to do, they'll be able to do it because they don't want accord. So God is saying, you need your helper. You need your teacher, which is the Holy Spirit. The Bible tells us that we don't need nobody to teach us because we have an anointing, which is the Holy Spirit. He teaches us all things. People got that mixed up too. People thinking that you don't need the fivefold to teach you in the house of God because you have the Holy Spirit. Ignorant, gone to see. God wouldn't have set up the fivefold if you didn't need the fivefold. You have to be taught because if you have, if you had known about the Holy Spirit, you wouldn't be doing what you're doing now on your own. That's why you come in here and get taught these things so you can live that life that God wants you to live here on earth. So people will know, I want what you got. The more you hang around a person and you see the favor of God upon them, you see no matter what situation that come upon him, them, they're standing strong because they're trusting the kingdom that they're from. Then you want to say, tell me what you're doing. Tell me how I can get where you are. Then you begin to introduce the kingdom unto them. Look at your neighbor and say, you can't do it without the Holy Spirit. Say, you need the Holy Spirit. Say, if you're born again, you have the Holy Spirit. And let me tell you something about the Holy Spirit. In Zechariah, Zechariah was in charge of something, Zechariah, the fourth chapter. And he was in charge of something, and Zechariah was thinking that he could do this himself. Or he was afraid that he could, um, I'm paraphrasing, mess up something. 
But this is what God let him know when he had given him the commission. In verse 6, Zerubbabel. Then he answered and said unto me, saying, This is the word of the Lord unto Zerubbabel, saying, Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, said the Lord of hosts. See, God was giving him an assignment. And the assignment that he was giving him, he couldn't do it on his own. He needed the spirit of the living God to help him to do what God has called him to do. Now, I want to correct something. Some of us think that what we're doing, we're doing it ourselves. And basically, you are. Until you recognize that God has given you a helper. And that helper, which is the Holy Spirit, he comes with power. He gives you the strength. He gives you what you need to do and carry out what God has placed in your hand to carry out. And if you're carrying out anything that God has not given you to carry out, the Holy Spirit is not going to work with that. And that's why it's so tough on certain people because sometimes we see what everybody else is doing and think we're supposed to do it. The Holy Spirit ain't helping you with something he gave somebody else. He said, this is what I gave you and this is what I'm going to move on. Not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. It is going to be the spirit of the living God that comes upon you and help you to carry out what I have given you. So we have to recognize We need the Holy Spirit. We can't quench him no more. We can't grieve him no more. We have to say, Holy Spirit, help me. I need help with this. I can't do it by myself. And it's so awesome when you come to him and your heart is so right. And when you know it, I can't really do this, Holy Spirit. Sometimes we keep trying and trying and trying. And then finally we stop and say, wait a minute. Holy Spirit, help me with this. And immediately, he does. How many have lost your keys? And you know, knowing, I put them right there. But then finally, you say, Holy Spirit, where are my keys? And next thing you know, you direct it to a place. That ain't you. That's the Holy Spirit directing you because you asked for his help. When you're going through in your body and you said, Holy Spirit, something ain't right. My body ain't been acting like this before. What's going on with me? Holy Spirit will reveal it. Why? Because God know you better than anybody know you. He'll let you know what's going on with you. He'll tell you what to do with what's going on with you. He will lead you where to go with what's going on with you. God don't want any and everybody touching you. And sometimes he says, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. You don't have to move out of the place that you're in. Just be still. That's the Holy Spirit because everywhere you go, the devil got a plan. He uses people to mess you up. And if you don't hear the spirit, just because man say, this is what you got to do. What did the kingdom say? Kingdom say, be still. Come on, Moses. See, back there in the Old Testament, God allowed the spirit to come upon them to do what they needed to do. But the spirit was not indwelling them. We're greater than Moses. We're greater than Elijah. We're greater than John the Baptist. See, they don't have what you have today. And people say, if I can do what Elijah done, just give me a double portion like you gave Elijah and I'll be performing these. Oh, you ignorant, ignorant, gone to seed. You're better than all those old prophets. 
Those old prophets want to have what you have today. They did not have the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. Once God's Spirit lifted off of them, it was over. And by the way, prophet in the Old Testament, they were mouthpiece for God. Because they carried the word of the Lord. Prophets in the New Testament, because we have the spirit of the living God which comes upon us, I don't have to go to a prophet and ask them what God is saying. Prophets is put in the house to give you direction on what God has already said to keep you in alignment with what he said. You go into prophets and God can speak to you now. You don't need a prophet. He put them in the house for a reason, but quit going to these prophetical meetings, trying to hear what God is saying. Get in the word and spend time with him and let him speak. We're spending too much gas trying to get a word from somebody and the word is in you. And the only thing that prophet is going to do when you stand before him or her, a good prophet. They're going to confirm what God has already said. They ain't going to go outside of him. And if they go outside of him with all that rubbish, you better turn and leave. Prophet these days only confirm. They only keep you into alignment with what God has already said. I'm going to prove it to you. Miracle temple. Everybody that has come in this house, have you heard anything different? Come on. Have you heard anything different? If you heard anything different, you weren't listening. Because they come in here and only confirm to let you know you're in the right place. Everything they bought is what you already had. You turn on the TV, you should be saying, I don't have that. That's just confirmation of what you had. And do you know what some of y'all do? You need to go listen to this one right here. They telling you some stuff. You need to be rejoicing and say, God, I'm in a place that I already heard that. You already done gave me that. So I'm going to jump up and down and give you glory that I heard what they already said. You don't get entangled with any and everybody. Some of you ain't listening to what God is saying through me and you act like it's new. Go on with your bad self. Because you come in here and fall asleep and don't listen. Then you'll sit in front of me and tell me what somebody said. I'm like, okay, praise God. That's my answer. Okay, praise God. Because I'm glad you got it. I'm going to give you an example with my husband. I remember me and my husband can tag team on this pulpit. He ain't afraid of what's going to come out of my mouth, right, honey? Come on, tell him. Tell him, honey. Say it loud. You know why he ain't afraid of what's going to come out of my uh, mouth? Because we got it like that. He know I'm not going to bring nothing out of my mouth that God ain't telling me to bring out of my mouth. I remember when he was on his job, and he was loving that job, y'all. He was loving that job like loving Kool-Aid. They called him. He up and out. He at it. I mean, I don't care what kind of storm it was. He up and out and at it. And I remember it got to a time. The Lord was telling me to tell him. I was saying, honey, you know what? God is showing me that you're going to be down here looking up at a a pole. And you're going to be able to tell what's wrong with that pole. And I said, God is going to take you and put you in a supervisor position. Okay, I told my husband. Thought he heard me. Prophet come in the house. 
She told that man right there. God is saying, he's going to show you from the, from the ground up what's going up on the pole. Is that what it said? Huh? Well, anyway, told him that. The same thing I told him, right? This man going to come tell me, you hear what she said? Did you hear what she said? I said, I got mad, y'all. I wasn't as developed as I am now. I said, what you say? I said, didn't you hear God when he told you that a long time? But did you hear what she said? Sometimes you have the word of God read amongst you and you don't recognize the word because you don't spend time with the word. When you spend time, I don't get excited when people bring me a word. Y'all, I, y'all know people come up in here and talk to me and I'm like, I don't be falling all out. Because I already know what my God, oh y'all, I'm telling my baby up here leaping. I already know what God said to me. So I'm just like, thank you, Lord. And then if he didn't say it, I done threw it on the shelf. Because if God is saying what he said and I don't know what he's saying, I'm going to throw it on the shelf and it shall come to pass if it's God. Because I done been in the word and know what the word says. Everything got to come into alignment with his word. But you have the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit goes with you everywhere that you go to keep you in line. So if you have any questions, you can say, Holy Spirit, I don't know about that one. Help me now. And there's an inner witness on the inside of you, which is the Holy Spirit, that have a stop sign, that have a yield sign, and have a go. The stop sign, you'll feel like, oh, can't mess with that. You back off. When you have a yield sign, it's like, it's sort of right, but I still can't go. But sometimes you have a go sign and you take off. But that's why you have stop sign, yield sign, and go sign. Y'all ain't noticed that? See, you stop light. You have red. Some of you take off in red. That's why you get tickets. You just go. And you know it was red. Then when the cops stop you, I was under that light. The Holy Spirit is there to stop you. So you won't mess up. But we grieve him. We quench him. We don't want to stop because we think it's okay. We think I can do this. But did God tell you to do it? Is it your time to do it? There's a timing for everything in our lives. And if it's not our time to do it, we work more harder trying to make it work because we jumped into something that God didn't tell us to do. That's why you wait on your mate. Because that's a lifetime commitment. Everybody change over the years. Makeup can't cover up a lot of wrinkles. You can't tighten that belly in, but so tight, women. Because when you take it off, everything coming out. Your body change, men. Women bodies change. When your wife body change, you're looking at somebody else's body. But it's a lifetime commitment. Big, little, whatever. That's your commitment. You made that commitment. And the Holy Spirit will help you to keep it. Nobody don't want to hear that. It ain't no more. 
you, you, you look worse and worse every day. What you're supposed to be doing is say, Holy Spirit, be honest, because God know your heart. This ain't the woman or man I married. But Holy Spirit, your glory can shine upon that face. Y'all laughing. He will help you get through that. And you will start seeing somebody look better and better every day. And then when you're walking with them, somebody said, oh, she's beautiful. She looked like an African queen. And you proud. Thank you. But it'll get to a time when the Holy Spirit said, I'm going to open your eyes. And I'm allow you to see what you're missing. I'm allow you to see what you already have. I'm allow you to see their heart. So when you start seeing them the way God wants you to see them, you ain't looking at them in the natural, the way the world sees them. You loving them with the love of God. You're speaking over their lives and you making them feel, feel special and letting them know how much God love them and how much you love them. And the next thing you know, there's a change. Do you know some people change? Because of what's going on in their lives. Because of depression. Depression will make you fat. Depression will make you skinny. Depression will kill you. That's why you need the help of the Holy Spirit. Because God already know about you even before it happened because it's already written. He already know what stage of life that you're in because it's already written. Did y'all not know old as Moses was? His eyes didn't even get dim. Moses was still a warrior. It's what you believe. Now, I ain't telling you to get out there and act like you 15 and you know you 60. Because some men still try to act younger than what they really are because they ain't satisfied with the gray hair. So they're trying to keep up with somebody else. Be whom God has created you to be. The Holy Spirit helps you with that. He will lead you. He will guide you. He will encourage you. He will put a stop sign in front of you. He'll put a yielding sign. Then he'll have a goal to say go. Y'all, we're not using the Holy Spirit the way we need to use him. We're part of the kingdom. You cannot bring kingdom without the Holy Spirit. He is your helper. He'll tell you, don't go to that house. Stay away from that house. Because you're lusting. You're going to that house for the wrong reason. Who, 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 who that talking? What's that out here? And you try to make excuses with the Holy Spirit. You're lusting. The Holy Spirit is telling you what's going on with you. The Holy Spirit is the lamp of the Lord. This is how the Lord know you through the Holy Spirit. You can't even talk to God without the Holy Spirit. That's how you communicate with God is through the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit will quicken you. He will bring life to you. This is why if I don't hear nothing, I don't move. If I'm saying, Holy Spirit, I need help with something and I don't hear nothing, I don't, I, I don't move. But normally if he ain't saying nothing, I'm saying, okay, I have peace. Because the Holy Spirit is your umpire. He gives you that peace that you need. Even in the midst of the storm, you have so much peace, you know it's all right. Because that inner witness is bringing that peace that you need in the midst of that. Even though it's toe up from the floor up, you have so much peace. 
Because he bring you that peace. He don't bring you turmoil. He bring you peace. Perfect peace that passes all understanding. That will guard your heart and your mind through Christ Jesus. I'm going to tell you something, church. Some people ain't used to what I'm teaching. Some people ain't used to hearing what I'm teaching and don't want to sit through what I'm teaching. But if you don't get what I'm teaching, you're not going to make it in this world being saved. Some people don't even know what sanctified mean and you've been saved 20, 30 years. You're supposed to live a sanctified life. What does sanctified life mean? I don't do what the world do. I'm set apart. I don't tap into what the world is tapping into. I'm set apart. So when you know these things, it don't hurt you not doing these things. When people are criticizing you because of what you do, you still showing love because you know who you are. You're not upset because your best friend don't talk to you no more. Because you know who you are. Turn with me to Ezekiel 37. This was the uh, chapter that God wanted me to go through, so I'm going to save it for last. Ezekiel 37, listen at this. And the hand of the Lord was upon me and carried me out in the spirit of the Lord. Y'all catch that. The hand of the Lord was upon me and carried me out in the spirit of the Lord. That means that the power of God was upon Ezekiel. The spirit of God was upon him and carried him out. When the power of God come upon you, he's going to lead you to a place that he's putting you in for an assignment, for a reason. It may not be a good place for you, but the spirit and the power of God is there leading you so you know it's all right. He said what he did when the spirit of God was upon him, why in the world would he lead him in a valley with some dry bones? Some of y'all in a valley right now. And it's dry bones. You feeling like you can't make it. But when you know that the spirit of the Lord is upon you, God is showing you something in your life that need to be dealt with. Those are the valley of dry bones. The Holy Spirit will show you what's there that's been living there for a long time. And it hurts for you to see it. But he said, we're going to deal with that today. That's what the spirit of God does. He have you to deal with stuff that you've been sweeping up under the rug that you don't want to deal with no more. He said today God's spirit is right here with you. The Bible said he'll never leave you nor shall he forsake you. So he put Ezekiel in a valley of very dry bones. And as I'm speaking this, I hear the spirit of the living God say, I'm bringing up some dry bones in your life. He's saying, I'm setting you in the midst of them so you can deal with these dry bones. And this is what he said. He's never going to take you to a place without giving you a word to help you to get through the place. Look at your neighbor. Say, God is giving you a word today. So don't act like you don't hear him. It says that in the midst, well, it said the valley, which was full of bones. Ooh, it was deep. Some of us is full of some stuff and act like we're not, but he's bringing it up today. Then he said, and caused me, oh, this is a tough part. 
and caused me to pass by them round about. Can you imagine, apostle, having stuff in your life that you don't want to deal with? But God put you right in the midst of it. He said, now I want you to walk around it. I want you to see it so you, so you won't miss what the enemy is using. He said, but I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do. Oh, I feel it right now. God said, I'm putting you right in the midst. And I want you to walk round about these things. This trouble that's in your life. These false accusations. These abuse, the abuse that you were going through. Whatever's going on in your life. He said, walk around it. I want you to see it. I want you to face it. Mm-hmm. Some stuff getting ready to come up and come out. And it says, and behold, there were very many in the open valley, and lo, they were very dry. When he had him to walk around it, he said, there are many. I speak right now in the name of Jesus. Everything that's in your life, that's laying dormant, that you refuse to see, that God opened your eyes. And allow for you to see it so the spirit of the living God can help you deal with it. Ain't no way you can miss it. God said, I'm going to allow you to see you. We're spending too much time seeing everybody else. But God said, I want you to see you. I want you to see what the enemy is using. So once you see it, he had to see it. It said, and he said unto me, son of man, can these bones live? Because remember, the mess in your life represents death. It represents sin. He said, can these bones live? And I answer, oh, Lord God, thou know. He was telling him, God, you already know. And then God said, again, he said unto me, prophesy me. Allow the anointing of God. That's what prophesy. When you prophesy, you allowing the life of God. Y'all better hear me. You allowing the life of God. He said, prophesy upon these dry bones and say unto them, oh, ye dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. The spirit led him in the valley of dry bones. The spirit told him to walk around those dry bones and he saw many dry bones. But then he asked him, can these dry bones live? And I'm going to ask you, can God bring life today? To your dead situation. Can he bring life? There's no situation in this place that God can't bring life to. But guess what he did? He gave you the keys. So he didn't do it. He told Ezekiel, this is what I want you to do. I want you to prophesy. I want you to speak life unto these dry bones. Who did he tell to do it? Who did he tell to do it? He told us, that's what he told Ezekiel, did he not? He gave Ezekiel the word. He said, I want you to tell these dry bones. I want you to tell your situation. Hear the word of the Lord. Oh, y'all don't get it. See, some of you can be delivered right now. Because see, while I'm talking, you know your situation. Follow me. God is telling you what to tell your situation. He's telling you to talk to your situation. He's telling you to tell your situation. 
Guess what he said? Thus says the Lord God unto these bones. Behold, I will cause breath to enter into you and you shall live. The Holy Spirit brings life. So when you begin to speak the word of God over that situation, you're going to have life and not death no more. So if you're going through in your body and your body is not feeling the way it needs to feel, God said prophesy to your body. Tell your body, by Jesus stripes, you are already. Y'all better hear what I'm saying. Tell your body you're going to live and not die. Prophesy to your situation. Tell your situation what my word has to say. That's why he says, speak to the mountain. You tell that mountain to move. That mountain got to hear you because you're carrying my word. Why are you waiting on me to speak to it? I'm a spirit. I use you. I use your voice to carry my message. That's what he told his equal. He said, speak to it. Then he said, and I will lay sinews upon you and bring up flesh upon you and cover you with skin and put breath in you. And you shall live and you shall know that I'm the Lord. So guess what Ezekiel had to do? God gave him the word. I'm a backup. You got to have the word in order to speak to your situation. You have to go into the word to hear what the word has to say in order to speak to your situation. That's the renewing of your mind. That's you not being conformed to what the world says, Shirley, but you being renewed by what the word of God say. Now, after you get the word of God deep in you, then God said the deep is calling on up to the deep. He said, now I want you to speak. I want you to prophesy what the word just said to you. Paul said, I only speak what I believe. So how can you speak to something when you ain't in the word? Why are you trying to find a scripture quick when you don't have no revelation behind it? Now you're trying to prophesy and you still ain't believing it's done even though you're speaking. Because you ain't been in the word long enough. So he said, I prophesied as I was commanded. And as I prophesied, there was a noise. This say a thundering. And behold, a shaking, an earthquake, and the bones came together, bone to his bone. Pastor, you feel that shaking? You feel that rumbling? And guess where it come? Right here. Because that's where your spirit is. Right here in your belly. For out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. See, you got rivers of living water. Have y'all noticed when you get fearful, what part of you act up? Your stomach. Because that's where your life is. So he said, I want you to prophesy. He said, I did like I was commanded. He said there was a shaking. There was an earthquake. There was some thundering. And bone began to come together bone to bone. Why? Because he'd been with the Lord. The Lord told him what to do. And when he'd done it, it manifested. Because he was hearing the spirit of the living God. And then he went on to say, 
And behold, lo, the sinews in the flesh came upon them, and the skin covered them above, but there was no breath in them. Then he said unto me, prophesy unto the wind, prophesy, son of man, say to the wind, thus says the Lord God. Come on, because God is in charge of everything. He said, come from the four winds, O breath, breathe upon these slings that they may live. So I prophesied as I was commanded. Have y'all ever got in a situation and seemed like part of it was done, but still it was a part that was left undone. So you waiting to hear from the spirit and the spirit say, now that's done. Now I want you to speak to this part of the, he give you a little you got to do the first part you know what we want we want everything at one time God said no I want you to do this first once you do that God give you the other part that's what was happening to Ezekiel and then he began to prophesy unto the wind and he said he came into them they live and stood up on their feet and exceeding great army what am I saying to you we supposed to be that great army but we got situations in our lives that we need to deal with, that need to be dealt with so we can stand up as a mighty, exceeding, great army. You cannot be whom God called you to be until you get into this word and know who you are, who you belong to, and what God has already given you. And if you don't know these things, you're going to go out and still try to do it yourself. And you're going to get tired. Most people that give up on the kingdom are people that really don't know who they are and what they have. And have not renewed their mind. The same way God did with Ezekiel, it came through the word. And Ezekiel had to be obedient according to what God wanted him to do. Not based on what he saw. So God is ready, y'all. He's always been ready. Whatever is going on in your life, it does not have to stay in your life. How do I know? Because the kingdom have come today. The kingdom is speaking to you today. The kingdom is right here in the midst of you today. So whatever fear you're going through right now in the name of Jesus, I break the power of fear off of your life, which brings anxiety. Go in Jesus' name. God, I thank you that your word says that you have not given us the spirit of fear, but the power of love and of a sound mind. God, you say, fear thou not, because you are with us. You tell us to be not dismayed, because you are God. You say you will strengthen us. You will help us. You will uphold us with your right hand of righteousness. God, that is your word. So I thank you right now that it's already done. In Jesus' name. I thank you right now, Father God, that healing has come to this house. Wholeness have come to this house. In Jesus' name. From the top of our heads to the soles of our feet, I command healing right now. Healing in our minds. In Jesus' name. I command restoration to come right now in the name of Jesus. Be healed. Be made whole. In Jesus' name. By Jesus' stripes, you are already the healed of the Lord. Father, I thank you that you have already provided provision for us. And I call forth provision for every need that's in this house. In Jesus' name.
Because you said in your word, you shall supply all of our needs according to your riches and glory by Christ Jesus. So it's already been supplied. Thy will be done. Thy kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. God, I thank you right now that your kingdom is here right now. We are citizens of the kingdom and everything that we need, God, you have already provided it for us. So we thank you, God, that every need is met in Jesus' name. And I thank you, God, for coming in this house and mending every broken heart. Thank you, Father God. Thank you for mending every broken heart on today and binding up all wounds, all hurts right now in the name of Jesus. God, I thank you for it in Jesus' name. God, I thank you for rising up, God, those, Father God, that have been calling on you, that have been crying out to you, Father God. I say arise and shine, for the glory of the Lord has risen upon you today. In the name of Jesus, God, I thank you that we can arise and shine because your glory has already risen in Jesus' name. And I speak that everywhere we go, everywhere the soles of our feet shall tread, we shall possess that land because the kingdom rules over all. So, God, we give you glory, we give you honor, and we give you praise that it's already done in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father, for what already belongs to us in the name of Jesus. Come on and give God a hand clap of praise. I want to encourage everybody in this room, grab hold to what God has already done. If you grab hold to what he's already done, you will see the manifestation come more and more in your life. Y'all don't know how important the word is to you. That's your spiritual food. And being born from the kingdom, you have to know about the kingdom. And the more you study up on the kingdom and what you have, you can present the kingdom. And people will know that God's kingdom is now here on this earth because the way we do things is different from the way that they do things. And whatever is out of order here on this earth, it is up to us to put it in order. And I'm going to give you another encouraging word. It don't matter who's in the White House. God's kingdom rules overall. We speak those things. That be not as though they were. If a dog was in the White House and can only bark, you speak over the dog. And you tell the dog what the word of you prophesy. We prophesying, we talking doom. We only, y'all don't get it. Go in the word in the book of Daniel. He was under Nebuchadnezzar. He was under all these kings. But when God told him what to say, the king had to get in alignment. How can the president get in alignment when we talking junk? You ain't going to find a perfect man. It don't supposed to be Democrat and it don't supposed to be Republican. It's supposed to be kingdom. That's man setting up stuff. God want order. You bring order. Whatever they say, we tell them what the word already said. Do you know God put people in place? He put Nebuchadnezzar in place because the people was out of He made Nebuchadnezzar rule. Was he a good king? No, but God showed him. 
four-footed beast. He said, until you see that I'm king of kings and I'm lord of lords, this is how you're going to be for seven years. And when he was like that for seven years, that man come back and say, God's kingdom rules. We're spending too much time fighting with the government. Gas prices go up. We're talking about the gas. Talk to them prices. God's kingdom rule over gas. Matter of fact, my husband know this truth. I just pump it. Don't even look at it. I'm a kingdom citizen. Gas ain't going to rule over me. It ain't my God. Y'all may say she talking ignorant. No, I'm talking crazy because I'm in the kingdom. (laughs) Stuff don't supposed to rule over you. You rule over it. Because the more it go up, God's going to lay provision in your hand. You kingdom. We supposed to be able to walk in a place and say, give me this, give me this, give me this, give me this. And know it's taken care of. God will send you in a place with $100 and say, go over there on that rack. Kingdom going to rule that rack. Come out there with 10 dresses and have $20 left. Because I'm led by the spirit, Phyllis. Y'all, we need to quit our mess. Trying to get free all the time. Price been paid. You know, sometimes we do this right here. I caught myself doing it. How much is that? And this is funny. If I'm sitting in the restaurant, why I'm worrying about how much it is? I should have checked before I set my behind down. <laughs> now I'm trying to go in there and debate. Um, ma'am, do you want a coat? Just bring me some water. <laughs> and bring some sugar while you're adding some lemons. <laughs> you kingdom. Why you going to restaurant if you knew you couldn't afford it? Ding, like, come on. Tell y'all this about my husband. <laughs> you know what I'm going to say. He, he doing like that now. We went to the prom, y'all. It was so funny. My husband, it was me and my cousin, Missy, and her boyfriend, her date, and we all dressed up and everything. And y'all remember, it was the Annabelle's down there in Wilmington, that very expensive restaurant. Y'all, we pulled up at Annabelle's. I'm getting out in my little prom dress. Me and Missy, and we going in there. My best friend's sitting there, and they at the table. They ordering steaks, and he said, um, order what you want. I said, that's so sweet of him. So I opened up my menu. He said, you better just order water. I said, this boy joking. I said, he playing with me. He said, I ain't playing. You better just ask for water. So Missy Date said the same thing. Do you know they pulled us in Annabelle's? Had us to get out and sit to the table and told us not to order number water. <laughs> he knew what he had before he went in there. <laughs> but you know what that was? It was pride. Where pride is, there's a fall, and all of us fell that night. <laughs> we fell up at McDonald's. I ate, but I had McDonald's. But now this man, he takes good care of me, y'all. That's old days. That's old days. Why am I saying this? To make a point to y'all. We complain, don't we? 
go in a restaurant and complain and sometimes I walk out, I ain't paying for that. <laughs> but we up in there. Come on, let's get it right. If we're going to live like kingdom citizens, be led by the Holy Spirit before you go in. Holy Spirit, it is my desire to go up in here and get a steak. What do you have to say about that today? And he's going to say, what's in your pocketbook? <laughs> Keep right on going. See what I mean by led by the Holy Spirit? Or try to hang out with people and know you can't hang because the light be a do. But you're going up in there smiling. Smiling all the way through the meal and going home praying. God, you said you're going to supply. You ate your need. Y'all, we kingdom. Y'all, I want to live like a kingdom citizen. Can I give y'all a, a good report? Me and my husband has been living like kingdom citizens since 2012. 2004, 5? No, before then. He left in 4, 2004, and I left in 2002. We've been living like kingdom citizens. Kingdom citizens live by faith and not by sight. Kingdom citizens don't beg nobody for nothing. I never beg Miracle Temple for anything. And if you say I have ever begged you for anything, I'm going to all you and grease you down. <laughs> never beg you for anything. Never got up here and had two, three offerings and said... We need to come again. Not enough. You never saw us say it's not enough. We say give from the heart. That's kingdom. Then you get mad because you got to give from your heart because your heart is wicked. Now you got a burden of giving from the heart because you really don't want to give. Woo! Tell the truth. Get delivered. I root up and tear down strongholds. Don't y'all forget that. Now let's just get rid of offense. See? That's what we do. I'm going to be like Jesus. You ain't got nothing on me when it comes to money. Because it's already written. It's up to you. We ain't asking you for nothing. Give from the heart means it ain't nothing behind that but the heart. Ding dong, did a light come on? See, the devil got you in bondage even with that. Because you're saying people begging for money with give from the heart. How many grades did people go through school? Better ask God, and, and y'all know what that means. Because some people in here don't know what it means. People get offended when it comes to their money. You know why? Because that's your God. You offended your God. You defend the, you offended because of the one you love most. Ask for somebody for some money and they going through. They're going to talk to Jesus come. That's your God. Kingdom says by faith. It ain't what I have. It's what the kingdom have. And if it's a need, it's already met. I don't have to go tell nobody about it. I just say God has already met the need. may not be through me. It may be through somebody else because I may be sitting somewhere and God may ask me to. Matter of fact, y'all, y'all remember when we had our little um, dinner here for the church anniversary? I don't tell nobody to do something I don't do myself. When we had the thing for the windows, me and my husband knew what we had in our house and we was going to give out of our house. But I have other acquaintances. That I talk to all the time. I just told them. I said, 
we're putting windows in our church. I say, no amount is too little or too big. We, we take whatever you have. They come up to me with laying them things in my hand. Laying them in my hand. I didn't even bother them no more. Then on the day of the dinner, somebody was standing beside me. I said, you get my text about that donation? They say, I got you, girl. Look at your PayPal account. Kingdom rules over all. You ashamed to ask for the kingdom, but you ain't ashamed to go to these light people and ask for an extension. You ain't ashamed to go to Verizon. Who want to dance with me? Come on. Somebody got to tell you where you are because you don't see yourself. You don't see yourself. When you have a need, you call to Timbuktu to get that need fulfilled. When this church needed a roof, I saw them up there on the roof before the storm came. I said, I already have that roof. God already supplied that roof. Didn't know the storm was going to bring me the roof, see? Peace in the midst of the storm. Roof, whole new church in the midst of the storm. Why? Because God knew my heart. I'm telling y'all, if we're going to be kingdom, let us be kingdom. Because God's kingdom rules over all. And whatever situation is going on in your life, let the kingdom out of you. Speak over that situation. Tell that situation what that situation is going to do. Quit trying to fix it on your own. Because if God said it, he's already done it. You're just waiting for the manifestation here on earth. And God has a timing for everything to go on in our lives because he know where we are. He know what we can stand. He know what we can do. Y'all, please, please, please get into your word. Let the word get into you so you know what to do and how to do it. Because all of this is going to pass away. Man is getting to the point they don't know no more. They don't. They give you up. Because they don't went past their knowledge. So now what are you going to do? Y'all got warned. 2019, you're going to see more evil than you have ever saw before. God is manifesting himself. And some people say, well, if you get in the word, the Bible speak of it. But God is just confirming what I said out of my mouth through the word to remind you. I bind that spirit of pride right now. 
in the name of Jesus. Because pride brings a fall. Y'all get into the word. Get into the kingdom. And know what you have in him. And the more that you know what you have in him, your dependency is on him. And when you cry out to him and you speak his word, he'll send the angel to the person whose heart he's touching to fulfill what need to be fulfilled. The wealth of the wicked is stored up. For who? The jazz. There's a scripture in the Bible. Here go my next sermon, apostle. But I got to give you what the Holy Spirit is giving me. He's still talking. And don't tell the Holy Spirit to shut up here. Because if I'm still talking, he's still talking. I ain't going to shut up until he's quiet. So if you need to leave, there you go. I'm going to find this scripture because I hear it in my spirit. Proverbs 14, 12. There is a way which seemed right unto a man. But the end thereof are the ways of death. Let me tell you why God has given me this. And it's, it's, I believe it's going to help somebody because it helped me years ago. When me and my husband was purchasing our home. And there was a way that seemed right unto me. And I was telling my husband to go to the gentleman. And tell the gentleman to put in more for the home. And that way we can um, get money back off the home. The gentleman agreed with me. He was going to do that on my behalf. So I'm saying, ooh, favor. Holy Spirit stepped in and said, there's a way that seems right unto a man, but it leads unto death. Right? There ain't no life in that thing. So we went forward with it. My husband and the gentleman went to the lawyer's office. See, the Holy Spirit confirmed the word. The lawyer told the man and my husband, yeah, that's good. That sounds good. But if y'all do that, both of you going to jail. Why am I saying that? There's a way that seemed right unto you and it looked like everything is working out. But you better hear the spirit of the living God. Because every way ain't God's way, even though it looked good, it ain't God. Go back to the Garden of Eden. Don't eat from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Only thing I want you to know is good. When they ate from that tree, they could not determine good from evil because Eve saw the tree as good and God said it wasn't. So what am I saying? Some things we do, we say it's good because it feels good. It fits me. But is that God's plan? Now, let us close. The Holy Spirit is through. See, I don't shut up until he shut up. So if I go into another sermon, somebody needed it. I'm led by the Spirit of God. I don't ask nobody to stay in here because I tell you, it's a door there, it's a door there, two back here, you free to go. But I'm going to be obedient because God has something for everybody. Amen. He set a table before you. He put it on your plate. You just pick off the plate what you need. And if you don't need it, it's for somebody else. Amen. Give God a hand clap of praise. (laughs) Hallelujah. Do we have any visitors at this time?